Good evening, COVID-19 world. Welcome to the Mayor Steps podcast where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six Mayor Steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Mayor Steps podcast is listener supported. So to help keep it on the air so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. Quick announcement for the night. I am hosting my marriage conference online. So some of you have been to my conference. It's called the Total Marriage Refresh. I go over the top six marriage steps. It's very interactive, a lot of tools, a lot of applications, very concrete and practical. So I do this retreat usually in Colorado and in Texas, and I'm in the process of trying to spread it to more states. But because of COVID-19, I thought I should try to do it online. So I'm going to do it as a Zoom conference, a Zoom marriage conference. So anyone in the world can attend. It's going to be broken up over two nights for around three hours each night. It's May 23rd and May 24th. So if you're interested, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com click on marriage retreats and you can click on any of the pages for retreats and sign up. It doesn't matter where you live. You can access it from anywhere. So take advantage of this to bolster your relationship while you need it under quarantine. The marriage tip of the night is don't sweat the small stuff. And the small stuff are little irritants that your partner does. Maybe they don't screw on the cap to the toothpaste. Maybe they don't flush the toilet. Maybe they don't put their PJs away in the morning. Whatever it is, it's small stuff. But we let that small stuff become big stuff. And we hyper-focus on it. And we get irritated with it. We get aggravated with it. And then pretty soon, that's all we notice. And we need to zoom out and remember the good stuff about our spouse, about our partner. What are the good things about your partner? How much do you think about those things? How much do you hyper-focus on the strengths in your spouse? That's a learned trait. A lot of us don't naturally do that. And instead, we drift towards areas of improvement that they need to do. And all these little irritants, it's small stuff. So try to keep it in perspective this week and intentionally focus on the good in your partner. The marriage joke of the night is a man asked his wife, do you ever fantasize about me? And she said, sure, all the time I fantasize. I fantasize about you doing the dishes, about you making the bed, about you taking out the trash. (laughs) Okay, the marriage message of the night is four steps to resolving conflict with values. Conflict is such an essential part of marriage. It's inevitable you're going to have conflict. Don't think that just because you don't have conflict, you have a good marriage because you may be stuffing down negative things that you feel that you may need to have a conflict about. And as I've said before, you want to avoid two ends of the spectrum when it comes to conflict. Some people stuff down. They're high in agreeableness. They don't want to have tension. So they just turn the other cheek. But meanwhile, they're stuffing down negatives that they feel. So that's not good. They're conflict avoidant. Other people are hostile. They're hotheads. They fly off the handle and they lose their cool quickly and they're conflict prone. That's also unhealthy. So we all need to learn a middle way on how to constructively work through conflicts because you are imperfect. Start to, sorry to burst your bubble. You are an imperfect person 
and you're married to an imperfect person. So because of that, you're gonna have tension. You're gonna have conflict. You're gonna have some sparks here and there. So learning how to constructively work through those conflicts is essential. And one way to do it is to think about the values underneath the conflicts. When you get in a conflict, it's not about who said what. It's not about what happened or what didn't happen. It's about the values you are having underneath your position in the conflict. And that's step one, is you want to identify what is your partner's values under their position in the conflict you're having. What is their values? What is their core needs? It's a synonym for values. What's underneath it for them? Because we get lost in the details. We get lost in the weeds. But underneath those weeds are needs. And a synonym for needs is values. So what is underneath your partner's conflict, their position? What's underneath it for them? Maybe they're having a a core need or a value of wanting to be wanted or wanting to feel secure or wanting to feel cherished or wanting to feel adored. Whatever it is, you have to uncover what's the values, the core needs underneath their position and the conflict. That's step one. Step two is you need to identify what yours are. What are your core values? What are your core needs underneath the conflict? What are you feeling? Perhaps for you, it's a need to have a voice. Perhaps it's a need to feel respected. Perhaps it's a need to feel cherished. Whatever it is for you, what are your core needs? When you can hone your partner's core needs and your core needs, it changes the conflict because no longer are you nitpicking about the details of who said what, but now you have some really important data. You have the values that's getting stirred up for you and for your partner. And that leads to step number three, which is you wanna find win-wins. A lot of people in marriage, they never get to solutions because they can't talk through their conflicts. And I teach a lot of skills around conflict resolution, such as a soft startup, the floor method, but you can't get to solutions until you get to the core needs and the values underneath the conflict. Because once you're identifying the core values under the conflict, now you have clarity on win-win solutions. Because the solutions need to honor both you and your partner. If they only honor one of you, it's not a solution. It's not a win-win. You have to find solutions that are gonna work for both you and your partner, but you can't find those until you first unearth the values. Think about it like you're digging a hole. When you dig a hole, you have to dig down, and sometimes there's rocks in that hole, and you have to get the rocks out. And those rocks deep down in the dirt, a lot of times those are our core bottom, you know, rock bottom values that are near and dear to our heart. So what is it for you? The last conflict you had, what were the core values for you under the conflict, and what were your partners? because you need that for step three, which is finding win-wins. The fourth step to solving a conflict using your values is you implement the win-wins. When you get down to the win-win ideas and you're brainstorming with your partner, you can't just leave it there. You gotta do something. You gotta implement. You gotta practice what you preach. And ideally, both of you would walk away with action items you're both gonna be doing moving forward in the area of conflict so that you're both honored. You never wanna walk away from a conflict where just one of you is supposed to be working on something. You both 
need to be working on something so it's even. And the things to be working on are going to be things that are going to honor both of your values, both of your core needs. So here's an example. My wife and I have had conflict around groceries. And it may sound silly, and it is, but it's grounded in values. So we've had ongoing debate and and frustrations and conflicts in in our past around groceries. So what would happen for years and years and years, my wife was in charge of grocery shopping. And her core values with grocery shopping is she wants to have surplus, she wants to have a lot of food, and she wants to have a lot of variety. My core values around groceries and food is I want us to stay in a budget and I want it to be healthy. Those are my two core values. So you can see those two core values don't necessarily line up. So for years, she was in charge of grocery shopping. She would go once a week to the grocery store and her core values would dominate. She would want surplus and she would want variety. So she would come home and I would notice that she went over budget and I would notice what she bought wasn't as health conscious as I wanted. So she would be satisfied, she would be happy with what she spent and what she got, but I would be frustrated and we would have some tension. We would have some headbutts around that. So fast forward till this past summer and she was going through a busy time in her life and she goes, man, I just can't make it to the grocery store. I'm just getting really busy and I just can't make it right now. And so I said, well, I would be happy to go to the grocery store for you because I was thinking, finally, I can do the grocery shopping and honor my values of staying in budget and buying healthy food. And so that's what we, we agreed on. So I started going grocery shopping once a week and I was able to stay in the budget because that's my value and I was able to buy whatever health food I wanted, which is my other value. But then she started getting frustrated because then her values weren't being honored. I wasn't getting surplus and I wasn't getting a lot of variety. So even though my values were now being honored, hers weren't. So then we start having frustrations again and tension again around the groceries. So then we finally realized we need to talk about our values. What are yours and what are mine? And that's when we were able to put a name to it. Her values are surplus and variety when it comes to food. My values are sticking to a budget and health. So after a few days of brainstorming, we came up with a compromise to honor both of her values. And the compromise was, is I would continue to go to the grocery store weekly, once a week, so that I could stay in the budget and I could get the health food that I wanted. And she would start going to a larger chain like Costco, like a a warehouse grocery store, twice a month so that she could get surplus and variety. And she would do it under a budget we both agreed to. So that solution really worked for us because then we had a way to execute a system that honored my values and hers. So that's what you want to come to. When you're having a conflict in your relationship, pause and think what values for you are getting stirred up, what core needs, and for your partner, what core values or needs are getting stirred up for them, and then think about solutions that can honor both. So that's the four ways to solve conflicts using your values. Number one, you want to identify the values under your partner's position. Number two, uncover the values under your position. Number three, find win-wins. And four, implement your ideas. 
Thank you for listening to the Mayor Steps program. If you enjoyed the episode, please click the five stars and leave a review. Also, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com for more marriage resources and to sign up for my online Zoom conference I'm going to be doing May 23rd and 24th. Also, be sure to send me your marriage questions. You can message me on Facebook, Instagram, or email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it, it will grow. But if you deprive it, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.